Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The L. LSD. The tree. The bean. There are some words that you have to be a Chicagoan to understand. Isn't that right, Ben? Yes, indeed. I'm looking at my book right now. Oops. What book are you talking about? I don't know. What book are you talking about? Well, you can brush up on your Chicago lingo with Chicagopedia. It's a brand new guide from the Chicago Sun-Times that hilariously defines the terms that any good Chicagoan should know. Ben has the Chicagopedia in his hands right now. Well, your video's not on, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it were, you could see it. But Ben, tell us about the Chicagopedia that you're looking at. Well, I love the Chicagopedia. I don't want to tell too much about it because I'm going to quiz Jeff Johnson of some of the stuff on it. But Chica- ah! my, be- my beloved Bright One came out with the Chicagopedia. It was uh, in my Sunday newspaper, uh, home delivered as always, and... Uh, it's uh, all all these Chicago terms, and since I'm not from Chicago, I did not do well on this thing uh, at all, except for one term. Can I talk about the one term? I love talking about yes, it. Yes, please. Which, which okay. one? On page 67. Does it start with a J? <laughs> no, I, I saw that one, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to say that because Dennis doesn't want me to swear on the show. But somehow or other, they made the TIFF. TIFF made, made it. it TIFF. Yeah. A financial instrument used by local government to funnel taxpayer money to rich people under the guise of urban renewal. Got to give the Chicago Sun-Times credit, man. Well, the Chicago Sun-Times put together the Chicagopedia. Ben Jarofsky loves it, and so will you. And you can get it. It's a great holiday gift, by the way. The Chicagopedia. Uh, learn about the slang of Chicago. Uh, you can get it right now at suntimes.com forward slash CST shop to order a copy of Chicagopedia today. One more time, suntimes.com forward slash CT shop to order your copy of Chicagopedia. All right. Uh, uh, Jeff Johnson, can I give him the quiz now? Yeah. Jeff Johnson, a regular on the show and uh, our, our uh, pension expert, our pension guru. I'm going to talk casinos and pension with him. Uh, but Jeff, right. you were born and raised in Chicago, correct? Yes. Uh, proud graduate of Lane Tech High That's School, right. correct? Walt, Walt Disney Magnet, Lane Tech, and uh, City Colleges. Uh, we had another Walt Disney Magnet person in this. I uh, can't remember who it Interesting. was. What's yes. the question? All right. Anyway, this is one. I've opened this book. to the. I'd seen this already. I had no idea what this is. Chads and Trixies. Oh, that's, uh, I, I did like that one because that is the one where it's the, uh, like I always say, I, I've told you, uh, West Loop, Chicago, it's a Big Ten city, right? So everybody graduates from college and then they come here for a uh, their first job. They get an apartment with two, two friends, usually in Lakeview, Wrigleyville or whatever, and it's the Chads and Trixie. Did you know that term before? before no, I just, yeah, I always just make fun of them because I say big, I always call it big, Chicago's a Big Ten city. Yeah. And so everybody I meet, you know, I live in this area right by the Sun Times, and everybody I meet's from Ohio, Wisconsin, Indiana, and it's, 
Yeah, it's that group of people. And it's this migratory aspect of how they come to Chicago for a job. They get an apartment then they, uh, you know, get an apartment with friends and then they turn around and get a boyfriend. They move in with the boyfriend. Things get serious. They move to River North or River <laughs> West. And then they have one child and in the two bedrooms. It's fine. But once they have two uh, children, that's when it's the, do you jump out to the suburbs or not? Yes. Chad's and Trixie. Chad's and Trixie. Huh. And uh, yeah. And th- the other thing about the Big Tens. Uh, you, and I think when May said this the last time you raised this, uh, so many bars now on Saturday yeah. have adopted Big Ten. West, uh, West End, right down the street on Madison, is Michigan University. Uh, uh, Michigan. University of Michigan. University of Michigan. There yeah. you go. Um, bar. So every Saturday morning you walk by and it's blue, blue and yellow. Yeah. And as a mm. Northwestern fan, I'm totally outnumbered in my own area. <laughs> How about fact, it? If you go to Northwestern games, you're usually outnumbered. Every yeah. Big Ten Isn't Chicago crazy? Get the Chicagopedia right now at chicagosuntimes.com. Go get it now. Hour number two of your Ben Jarofsky show is moments away. But before we get into that, we need to thank the following unions for sponsoring this program. First up, it's the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 and District Eight, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, and of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show is brought to you by the Chicago Federation of Labor. Hour number two, let's go. It is Thursday, November 21st, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. In this hour of the program, union man and pension guru Jeff Johnson is back, and we're talking all things last night's debate with Latisa Wallace and Samina Mustafa. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Jeff Johnson in the studio. You already heard him doing uh, Chicago trivia. Do you got an update for me before I give him more trivia and then take the deep dive? Uh, the trivia thing kind of overwhelmed me there. No update. All right. Very good. All right, Jeff Johnson. I am now going to... By the From way... From Southern Illinois. Yeah, he's yeah. a little overwhelmed. He uh, is overwhelmed. Hey, I don't know I nothing. <laughs> they keep... In the promo that you do, you keep talking about the tree... I was just going to say, I have no idea what the tree is. Do you know what the tree no, is? Oh, yeah, that it, was one of the ones that didn't it, make any sense to me. I, well, it's not even in the book. No. I can't find it, so I don't know what that's all about. But uh, uh, all right, we'll oh, do. I was going to say, actually, before, sorry, my hillbilly brain is caught up with uh, life now. Uh, we want to remind everyone listening that we will not be doing any live shows next week, by yes. the way. Yeah, nope. Ben is going to beautiful Los Angeles, California. I'm going to Alton, Illinois. Right. Yeah, Which yeah. is beautiful, too. Instead, we'll be playing Benny J. Bonus interviews and best of material available for download. So to all of our live stream and YouTube uh, YouTube viewers, go download these bonuses and best ups. I will have them available by 1 p.m. when we typically start the show. You can download them both at Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. All right. The only thing about the tree... Mm-hmm. As the only thing I could think of is how we say tree. I'll take tree of those. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's not a location. Yeah, it's yeah. not a location. That's okay. For some reason, it's not in the index. Hey, guys, redo this. Get the index right. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you one last one. Oh, I just open up the okay. book. And Come on, give me my favorite one. Come on. Because I, I can tell you no, stories about it. Uh, I don't know what your favorite. I just opened a book to this page and I saw 219. Two, oh, one. that's your favorite. <laughs> I don't think it's his favorite. No, yeah, exactly. Damn. I grew up when it was 7-7, seven, seven, or actually, I grew up when it was 3-1-2. 
Oh, you're talking about area code. I'm talking about yeah, area codes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two one nine. I've yeah. Whatever. No, two one nine. No, it's not. Does not relate to an area code. Two one nine. Okay, this is this is under the category of neighborhood stuff and politics. I did not know what this was. Where political careers go to die. The address refers to oh, two nineteen South the Dearborn. The Fed Building. Yeah. I've never heard that McKinley, before. You've heard that before? No, no yeah. I've never heard that before. Uh, my, you know, hey, we're going to the 219. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I had exactly. not heard that. Though. There is a term uh, that starts with a J and ends in off. Oh, yes. Right? And I've learned that that is a more of a Chicago term. Like, oh, yeah. So I've gone to like, conferences and like, you know, so I'll say something, I, 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 yeah. off, you know, whatever. And they're like, what'd you call me? And I'm like, no, it goes a comment. It's, like, a, you know, it's yeah, a compliment. Yeah, exactly. It means you have a nice suit. Yeah. And so nobody like outside of Chicago, you say that they're like, what'd you say? I'm like, nah, okay. Wow. It's fighting words anywhere else. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um, that's in this book. Yeah. Which it, surprised it made the me. book. Made yeah, the exactly. Book. But I, it's come up a couple of times when I've been uh, talking to people. And I will now spell uh, the word. Yeah. Back in the old days on radio, Dennis would tell me, you can't even spell it. But I think I could spell this word. J A G O F F. And uh, if you look at it, oh, thank you. Uh, it's, they call it the ultimate Chicago put down. Yeah. And, He's uh, uh, and you say that, and they're like, what'd you say? Yeah. What? Huh? What'd you call it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this down. All right, uh, Jeff All Johnson. Uh, it's going to be hard for me not to give you more trivia quizzes. Uh, before I take the uh, deep dive on the local stuff and really want to yeah. talk pensions with you, you're a political junkie. Uh, your thoughts on the debate? I just, yeah. You know, I, I don't see anybody really getting out heads and shoulders above everybody else. And it's coming down to the point where you have so many different factions in the own, in the same party. And, you know, I know people that some of the stuff Elizabeth Warren talks about or what Bernie Sanders talks about, they're Democrats and they disagree with it. And so it's that very diversive or divisive, I should say, uh, aspect of the own party to it. And nobody's really coming out ahead right now. And, you know, like you said, you, you and Miles were talking last time. It's a crowded field to begin with. And you still got more people jumping in, you know? And so that, that worries me all in all, because you end up with, you have the possibility to end up with another candidate that might not be the best candidate to win per se, like last time. And you know how that party, you know, do they rally around them? Or like you said, you know, last time, like, "Eh, I'm not going to vote for them. Screw it. You know, Um, I don't like him, but I, I don't like them either. So, yeah, I, that worries me lines. too. Uh, the fact that the split, that yeah. division, uh, from still remain that Hillary mm-hmm. Bernie division, it's still there, Jeff, and uh, it's 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 you can't paper over it. You know, no. uh, in fact, we talk about this uh, on the show. Should the Dems in twenty twenty should they invite? Bill and Hillary to the convention in Milwaukee, yeah. uh, or is that just too problematic? Uh, you know, third rail, hell, uh, Barack's third rail to some people with Biden nowadays. You know, like oh, you know, you're bringing him in, and it's a third rail where it turns people off. Still, well, th- see, that's that's where people get mad at me. I, look, I appreciate what Biden did. I'm not so quick to dismiss Joe Biden, and I also know that Joe Biden and Miles actually said this. Uh, it's a good point. Is He's pretty good when it comes to running against Republicans. Yeah, that was a good point he said. Yeah, yeah. he's a good. He, he's good. He, his own his own party kind of gets lost. He gets lost because yeah. he's so confused sometimes by where the party's going. That's <laughs> when we started talking about marijuana last night. Oh my God, uh, Joe, don't talk yeah, about marijuana. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, uh, yeah. So, all right, uh, let's take the deep. That's been a while since it's been on the show, 
And you're the one who explained to everybody. Uh, now I see it in the newspapers all the time, not giving you any credit, no, no. Uh, that the, uh, the casino in Chicago would uh, is intended, or by the law, would guarantee that the proceeds that the city gets yeah. uh, shore up pension obligations for police and fire. Correct. Yeah, right. uh, SB 777. Yeah, that's the state law, state law that, yeah. that dictates that. So, all right. So, as such, I have decided I'm going to throw away my doubts, uh, Jeff, about casinos and how they soak suckers uh, mm. and just go with the flow. This is what we have to do, okay? I'm going to put that to the side for the moment, although I can go on and on about that. Yeah. And just seems, though... It's like a forever elusive goal. It's like every step we take toward getting casino, it's like another step away from casino. So try to explain where we are at the moment with a casino coming to Chicago. Uh, so there was an issue with the tax structure and the, the financial structure of uh, who would get what, right? State, city, private owner, and how they would be, uh, be broken down into. And that the, the current structure wouldn't provide enough money for a private company to come in and kind of run the casino. Um, they brought up an issue where, you know, financially, well, it makes the best sense if the city owns a casino. And then, you know, how about we just split it city and uh, state and take out the middleman, which personally, I think, you know, kind of a little better. But then you look at the other deals in the state. And for the other casinos, they look and go, wait, wait a minute. Why do I have to have a third party come in and manage it? Why can't I do it? And so now you have state or all around the state, different state reps that get uh, pressure from their managers or their village managers and uh, mayors and their cities going, wait a minute, why are they getting a preferential uh, deal? And then throwing the fact of a lot of uh, untrustness uh, with, uh, I don't think that's a word, but whatever, um, our, our trust issues in Chicago with our government. And so things kind of came into a logjam uh, when this last veto session, and to be honest, Pritzker had uh, his agenda that he wanted, consolidation. And, you know, there was a couple items that he made a must uh, that this this is what's going to focus on. And some of the city's issues didn't really kind of come into that. Not to say that it can't be fixed uh, come January or whatever, but you're ended up in the, in the next uh, session and you're already have, a, you're approving a budget basically, I think next Wednesday, next two or next Tuesday, um, in the city, yeah. in the city. So that revenue for right now can't be kind of, uh, you know, put into that. So, um, you know, it'll happen, I think. And it's just a matter of working through some of the details. And you have some other, some of these other municipalities that are trying to, like, that would push a Chicago casino if they were given some other little things, like a racino or, you know, if there was some compromise in there. And, you know, if, and there might not be compromise at this point, but I think at the end of the day, you'll see cooler heads prevail with a casino. All right. Now, I, uh, I need to know this. Do, does it require amending the law uh, to allow Chicago to run the casino? Yes. The way the law is written yeah, now. The way the law is written has now. has a private operator. Yes. And right. so that's the law that di dictates casinos in other venues. Yes. And so if they were going to rewrite the law to give... For Ch Chicago. For Chicago, yeah. you're saying that uh, state reps from and mayors from districts outside of Chicago would say mm. this is unfair. I've learned in my legislative <laughs> uh, little uh, career that I've had, you never write a law for one person, right? You never write a bill for one person. You write a bill, you know, just to address issues. 
So when you do it just for the city of Chicago, you create more headaches than you do uh, solving a problem. Now, why did they write the bill in the first place? To keep, I, I know the answer to this question as soon as I ask it, but I want to hear you. Why did they write the bill so it, it, with such uh, restrictions? Why didn't they make it more open-ended so that you could have the option of going to a private operator if you wanted to, or you could run it yourself. You mean uh, the bill for Chicago or the original when they did the first like eight? Uh, the first, the, the original bill. Yeah. Well, they just didn't trust government, obviously. So it was uh, have a private contractor come in and uh, run it. You know, you don't want the state getting involved. There was a lot of uneasiness back in the day too, when they started this where, you know, cause you, you, you probably remember where you had to go out on a, a boat that actually had to leave for what was it like 45 minutes or 95 minutes or something yeah, and, and then come back. <laughs> And like, you know, cause you know, it, it's fine if you spend the money on the water, but if you're on land, it's a whole nother, uh, yeah, that's, uh, and then the boats immoral. were docked. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just, they still are in yeah. most of these cities. Yeah. yeah. Just go stand on a boat. Yeah. Lovely East Peoria. You're still on a freaking boat. <laughs> So, uh, well, I also think I, the, where I was going, and this is typical uh, c- c- cynical reporter, is that the private interests that run casinos uh, use yeah. their influence to get the law to get their out, cut. Oh, to get their course. cut. Yeah, they got lobbyists, of course. And they got lobbyists. Exactly. And, the, and so that effectively is what's stopping Chicago right now. Uh, the mm-hmm. private interests are saying there's not enough cut. Uh, now, yeah. I'm very skeptical about that, Jeff Johnson. They're guaranteeing 28% of mm-hmm. the revenue, uh, and they're saying 28% of a, the most, the best located. Think about it. If you put a casino downtown Chicago or McCormick Place, wherever, which apparently they're not even considering. I don't understand yeah. that either. Yeah. That would be pay dirt, wouldn't it? That's what you think, but I think compared to some of the other deals, how they get like the the percentage and the chunk they get from the other uh, casinos, Mm -hmm. it's not enough to uh, wet their beak, for example. And that, yeah, at first glance, it's like, wait, anything more than zero is better. But yeah, no, the way the story got kind of spun around. And, you know, then, you know, once that story hit and then it turned around into the fact that they want, you know, like, "Ah, whack the uh, private casino. Now, how about city own it? And that was a whole nother fight that started out of that. Uh, and uh, so what's your thoughts about the city running it? I mean, let's, I, I understand it would require a change of state law, but let's just think let's think about it. Do you think the city's capable of, of how would it work? Would you hire? A, yeah, a, hire a manager just to kind of like to the day-to-day mm-hmm. stuff where, you know, um, like a, kind of like a third party, like I hate, hate to say this in this term, but like the parking meters or something like that, where it's still city <laughs> property or yeah. stuff like that. Um I, I personally like it. I mean, I think that it's more revenue for the city. Uh, why, you know, we can do something internally instead of, uh, you know, giving out 28% of uh, profits. Um, and like, like you mentioned, it goes to the police and fire pension fund, frees up uh, money for their increased contributions coming in. Um, and, you know, to be honest, a casino in the municipal area, especially downtown central business district, is going to make a killing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to the casino in Cleveland, downtown uh, Cleveland. They put it in a uh, old office building. And I swear to God, it's like walking around this office building where it's low ceilings, but it's still the uh, like ornate uh, construction because it was an old building. And there's people there left and right, you know, ka-ching, ka-ching, you know, <laughs> and it's right by downtown. It's right by Quicken Loans. It's right by the uh, baseball stadium. And it makes money. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the only thing we're going to take away from is Indiana. And quite frankly, Nobody you know, cares about Indiana, I don't the care. state of Illinois, exactly. city of Chicago. And here's something else I don't understand. Follow me in the logic. I'm thinking this through as I speak, which is always dangerous. 
Right now, the way that the law works is that the private operator would get 28% and the city and the state split the 72. Split, uh, yeah. If you take the private operator out, there's more money for the state as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, you- so that's more money for the rest of the state, right? And it's like, you know, and I get the issue. Uh, Chicago Casino, just like Rivers, Rivers took away from the rest of the casinos. But a Chicago C- Casino is going to come in and take away from oh, the rest, right? But here's the thing. You know, there's more money for the state. Whatever we take in, we're going to share with you in Alton or, you know, whatever uh, cities. <laughs> uh, right. There's more to go around. Yeah. And I don't. And it, that cuts through me that like it's like, well, no, Chicago is going to get something out of it. So screw them. Yeah. It and uh, no, because right now they're they're dealing in the universe of keeping it within the current framework, which yeah. means uh, what they're going to do. The fight, as I see it, Jeff is that they're going to cut more money to the operator. So his ex- or his or her 28%, let's say goes Gross. up to 35%. Yeah. That means someone has to take less. So who's going to take less, the state or the city? Well, the state's the one that would uh, ultimately pass the bill. And if you're writing the bill, you think you're going to take a little less? <laughs> You hear that, Lori Lightfoot? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you, you see the writing on the wall on that one. Yeah, so what could Pritzker do uh, in this situation? I, yeah, I don't know. I think that you'll see it come up in, uh, when they go back to Jan- uh, middle of January, end of January, um, I think you'll see it come up. And um, I think that uh, the current administration's team down at Springfield, God bless them, um, I think that you'll see them put on a hard push coming up. Uh, and, you know, it's a matter of trying to, you know, bring in the Chicago land, state reps, state senators, mm-hmm. and then, you know, work in some of the downstate ones where, like you said, this can improve everything for everybody in downstate as well yeah all right we will be watching this one unfold uh, because you're right Uh, this the city of chicago if if they run it right it would be the casino that everybody goes to yeah uh, and uh, go downtown, watch a movie, go to the casino, watch a show, whatever. Well, yeah, you, yeah. If you're not broke from losing all your money at the casino, there's that. Um, <laughs> I could tell you a thing or two about that, uh, <laughs> Jeff Johnson. All right, uh, let's talk about a Royal Gate before we get into the mayor's budget. This yeah, is a, this is a story that uh, I'm mini obsessed with, and I'll, I'll explain it to f- folks who may be coming in. We talked about this earlier. Louis Arroyo, longtime state rep, northwest side of the city of Chicago, uh, got caught on tape with the feds offering a bribe to some unnamed state senator uh, and uh, stepped down Mm -hmm. from his position. Uh, He's got a lot of things he's got to deal with. Jeff Johnson, uh, he's got like a criminal defense. Uh, What he didn't step down from was his position as committeeman of the 36th Ward, Mm -hmm. Democratic committeeman, and under the rules that dictate vacancies, state legislative vacancies, the way they're filled is that the committeeman from the wards that uh, are in that district to get convene, get together and determine who the replacement is. And it's a weighted vote, too, by the last election, uh, by how many people voted. Um, uh, So each committeeman gets a weighted vote based upon the last participation. The more people voted, uh, the more votes you get. Uh, (laughs) uh, Boy, I tell you what, Chicago politics is a trip, Jeff Johnson. Louis Arroyo was not there, uh, but he gave his proxy. proxy. (laughs) 
to our good friend, 30th Ward Alderman Ariel Robroyas, who combined his votes with Louis's votes, and uh, they named as a successor, uh, what's her name, uh, Delgado, uh, who is a uh, uh, some kind of uh, executive for People's Gas. People's Gas, right, because uh, uh, ComEd wasn't in enough trouble in the headlines, too. So, it's so we got People's, people's Gas. <laughs> yeah. So Mike Madigan's shocked and outraged at Democrats, my beloved Democratic Party of <laughs> Cook County and the state, they're outraged and shocked. Jeff Johnson, I'm going to say something that's going to kick me out of every uh, reform group. Uh, here we go. I don't think he, you you should ban Louis Arroyo from casting his vote. He's still the Democratic committeeman. Yeah. Uh, the rules of the game are that he gets to vote. You could blast it. You can rip it. The Sun Times editorial, the Tribune editorial. You know, whoever gets that "quote unquote" coveted handoff suddenly has to also gets the burden and the mm-hmm. liability and has uh, to run again it has to run again it's yeah. called a democracy yeah so i'm not tripping over louis arroyo having that uh what do you think uh, you know i agree with you I, i'll be honest i do agree with you in the fact that he's still the committee man and you know until proven guilty Technically, you know, um, the thing I think that he messed up in and to be uh, blunt about it is instead of manning up and showing up and doing it himself, <laughs> he has uh, Ariel uh, carry his uh, ba- uh, carries water on yeah. that. Right. If you if that's what you wanted and you're going to work up, you show up to the b- debate and you get stink eye from people. You, you get the reporters going, oh, my God, he showed up and stuff like this. Yeah, I'm here. What? Cast your uh, cast your ballot and run out the back door. Yeah, um, that's where to me it kind of looks a little shady. Nah, not shady. Just I mean, if, if that's what you wanted, show up and do it, right? Yeah. And like I said, I I agree with you as far as like, well, he was still a committee man. Mm, okay, you know, he gets the votes and hey, fight that. And like you said, going to the next election, state reps only have two year terms, so. The primary is in March. That's what you I mean. You have to circulate your petitions yeah, it's right coming now. around right now. Yeah. So you're going to be facing the, you know, hey, if you can carry that water as far as like, well, you're hers, you're his guy. Yeah, okay, so be it. It's not a huge advantage. Uh, I suppose no. you could argue that uh, if she is seated, she can immediately start send out letters. You know, you know fundraising. Uh, <laughs> well, I fundraising and uh, you know to, letters to the, to the neighborhood. Yeah, those letters that they newsletter. Hey, you're, you're, I'm you're your state, state rep. rep. <laughs> uh, I've seen her before. Okay, come on down. Yeah, and then the people just say, oh, I, they know the name. They vote for it. Well, yeah, it's hard to unseat an incumbent, right? That's the whole uh, old school rule of once you're in, you're in. Yeah, even if the incumbent has only been in for uh, what? Exactly. Uh, four months. Four months, months at that. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right, so let's move over to uh, the budget itself. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'll be, will not be on the air next Tuesday, I think, is the vote, the actual vote. You're going to be out living up in L.A., oh, huh? Man, where's my sunglasses? Yeah. Uh, we're going out to my uh, family. That's where all my kids are. And uh, so I'm going, my wife and I are going out to L.A. You're going to come gonna back with a tan. and uh... Not really, man. I stay so far away from sun. I am not a sun guy, all right? You know, <laughs> slather so much. Skin. Oh, my God. Skin cancer. You don't want to remember the, the, the nose thing? Mm-hmm. You were here yeah. for that. I uh, do not want any more battles with skin cancer. So I'm going to have so much lotion on me and uh you know i have the hat and the sunglasses i'll be protected but uh so we won't be here when the budget i presume it passes don't you presume the budget will pass yeah i think so yeah there's really no like hot button issues that are going to divide 26 of them off the budget so yeah all right so uh you represent a lot of city workers uh what's city workers attitude about this budget 
Ooh, um, this one's pretty vanilla, I'll be honest, right? There's, uh, you know, a couple minor issues. You know, teachers, uh, the teacher strike was taken up such a large bandwidth, I think, with the mayor's office. Um, This budget kind of flew under the radar. The budget hearings, there was some uh, kerfuffles every now and then with uh, some of the department heads, and they, you know, they got their hands slapped. And, you know, I always joke about uh, some with some of the department heads, like that like budget hearing mm-hmm. is about the only time that they're held out. Like they're, they're out there. Right. And you know, they're not protected by the mayor's office. So that's the one time they have to get up there and answer questions. And, um, you know, and some of the department heads are great. And some of them you can tell are reading off cue cards. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, the mental health clinic aspect of things uh, is kind of tripping her up a little bit. Uh, United Working Families are really kind of hammering that home. Um, other than that, I mean, it's pretty blah. You know, um, if you look at the accounting aspect of the budget, there's some questions there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, like under ROM, there's always these like one issue that you looked at like, oh, how are the aldermen going to feel? about that with this budget it's kind of you know um yeah how does this budget deal with the pension obligations that the city faces uh they uh the mayor's administration is keeping their word on police and fire or this year is the first year they're going to be on actuarial determined contributions explain what that means uh so a actuary person way smarter than me in numbers looks and says okay you need to pay x amount of money this year because uh you you know your liabilities are x uh your money in is y so the city needs to pay z Mm-hmm. And so this is the first year for five years or well, longer than that, but uh, police and fire were on a ramp for five years, static numbers. Okay. I'm going to give you $5 more this year, $10 more next year, 15, 20, 25. At the end of that, an actuary is going to say how much I owe you. And it's ultimately to get 90% funded over X amount of years. And so this is the first year that it's a roughly $280 million jump. They're paying it. So police and fire are even with the, the, that even though the there casino? should be the casino, they're yeah. going to pay for that out of yes. there. Yeah, they're going to pay for the two hundred. I think it's two hundred eighty million dollar jump uh, uh, for police and fire. So that you know, I've I've seen the talking point. You know, we're beginning. You know, we're on f- uh, fiscal sound uh, footing, and we're making our fiscally uh, required contributions. They're doing that. Um, they're going to make the payments and, uh, uh, muni and laborers jump to ADC payments in 2023. So that's where the larger payments, everybody keeps talking about. And well, in 2023, we're gonna have to pay X amount more. That's when the other two funds jump to extra required contributions. And it's a large jump from the ramps. And that's why, um, they did it this year. Right. So, um, Pension-wise, that's where we're at. Uh, for the uh, Muni Fund, the Municipal Employees Fund, you're going to see uh, increase in payments by roughly $90 million, but that's from the water sewer tax that Rom uh, passed years ago where there's a setup where it increases slowly over time. Uh, Labor's Fund is seeing an increase in payments. Uh, that's due to the 911 tax, frees up more money in the uh, uh, budget as well. So right now, I mean, they're not altering any pension fund uh, contributions, and they're increasing the, the payments. So in other words... They're being responsible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, pension fund payments, they're, you know, they're, they're, the bills come and due and they're starting to pay it. And as opposed to resisting it, as opposed to pursuing uh, lawsuits. Constitutional will, amendment changes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, what about that? The constitutional amendment changes. Uh, there are some folks uh, in the business community on the right side of the aisle that are pushing for that. Oh, uh, you, you mean the Tribune? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tribune's editorial board. Jesus, every other day it's in there. Hey, Pritzker, you're doing it for the fair tax. What about Constitutional Amendment for pensions? Yeah, yeah. I was going to try to refrain from saying it. I've, I'm very critical of Chicago. I've got, 
I'll tell you this, Jeff. I'm really mad at the Chicago Tribune's editorial board, uh, editorial page all the time yeah. for many reasons. On the other hand, the, the Tribune uh, reporters themselves, I think, do a good job of covering this town, and they're under siege. I don't know if you oh, saw I this. Saw Some the hedge fund just hedge purchased. fund uh, equities yeah. uh, VC. They're going to come in and bust up the Trib and sell it off for parts. Yes, and, and similar how they did Toys R Us. The, Toys R, and we're in the same union. Yes, uh, and so my, I, I'm really feeling for them at Thanksgiving time or Christmas time because if you take away those wretched editorials. Uh, and some other columnists who I won't name, <laughs> those those are really good reporters. My yeah. humble opinion, I don't know what you think about them, but good journalists no, I, working I, hard. I like a lot of the Tribune reporters, and you know, I like you know one or two members on the editorial board, actually, too, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> They're probably hiding under the table. <laughs> but no, but I mean, what you're seeing is something that's been going on under Pharaoh. This has been going on, or Tribune has been under attack for a while, and which kind of always kind of led me back into the, when they were going through the unionizing aspect of things, and they were uh, trying to get uh, um, unionized, they were under attack uh, for like, private credit, private equity uh, companies coming in and busting them up and selling them off their parts. And the whole time, unions are bad. Like, that was kind of the message from the Tribune. It's like, wait a minute, you're about to be swallowed up here by a company that just sees nothing but profit and unions are bad. And then you see, you saw that divide where the workers kind of turned around and like, okay, you know, we're going to unionize. We, and like talking with some of them. Yeah, we get it. I'm like, okay, all right. I rest my case, yeah. Judge. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're in an awkward position now with how that plays out. Yeah, because they're going to, that, uh, it, I've been there. Uh, at the, we, we, Michael Farrell was, Farrell, at one yeah. point was on the reader, and uh, we were negotiating contracts. Uh, I can't remember. There have been so many different bosses, and uh, it's, it was always cut, 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 cut. cut. So, and now what's uh, the reader going nonprofit? Yeah, the reader's well, going nonprofit. Yeah, oh, we well, should uh, promote that. Walk uh, me through that The one. reader's going nonprofit. The community newspaper raised money from uh, its, I was going to say listeners, because I'm thinking of listeners, but readers and listeners, because, you know, I'm sponsored by unions, Sun-Times, and Reader. Everybody's sponsoring me. Uh, and so that's how uh, we're going to do it. So it's a, it's not unlike what WBEZ does. You know, you raise money from your audience, and uh, it's a new venture. And I'm yeah. really hoping that it works out. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the Chicago Reader probably should bring Tracy Bame on to talk about that at length uh, a little while. All right. Uh, and finally, I'm going to ask you one last question uh, before you head out the door. Samina Mustafa has entered. We're going to shift it uh, to the debates itself. But I get your thoughts on, on some of the things we were talking about with Andrew Yang and, um, you know, the whole notion that the changes in technology are going to uh, really have a disruptive impact on labor. People lose uh, you their know, jobs. you're seeing that and it's something that I've kind of been dealing with a little bit on the pension fund side of things with AI and how you invest. Mm -hmm. You see that, um, you know, AI is really having an impact. And I always say like up until God, 10 years ago, every modern invention, every kind of in increase in, you know, in technology created more jobs, right? When they went from horses to cars, it created the auto industry. When they went from horse and buggies and trains, it created the airline industry. So all these things created other economies and it created jobs. And you're getting to the point now where AI, you're talking about having a, some guy in his basement on a computer screen driving 16 freight trucks across the country in his basement. You just put 15 truck drivers out of work. 
with some guy with AI being able to monitor his trucks. Um, but if you look at it from AI, from like going way back, they've actually replaced jobs with artificial intelligence. Back in the day, you had doormen. Nowadays, you have that little line that you break and the door opens up. Okay, cool. Um, little things like that where AI has kind of been around longer, but it's been like single dimensional as far as like in the aspects of how it's played out. Um, cars nowadays have more artificial intelligence on them than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, from backing up uh, beep to the self-parking things and stuff like that. Um, and everybody talks about like, and I, Amazon is the uh, biggest uh, you know aspect to that. And so from an investor standpoint, oh, Amazon's good, right? Uh, but if you look at, the, you know, and I, I'm, I jokingly say they have six people working there and it's all these robots running around on these <laughs> tracks, right? Um, and, you know, I've seen videos where there's uh, the, the, the kind of the tipping point was speech wise they've always had these plans uh, these uh, computer programs out there that you could talk into and I would talk and type I had one years ago when I was just starting college and it was horrible right um, but speech recognition programs got better well the vision recogni- uh, recognition programs only in the last six years or so have gotten better and like the line is human technology like human like uh, how much we can uh, see and about six years ago they surpassed human uh, sight. And so they have this, uh, this uh, device, this machine, that if you pill, uh, poured like uh, 200 pills on a uh, desk, it can sort them out by looks at the shape, color, number, everything. 10 times better than a pharmacist can and 10, uh, 100 times quicker. And so AI, it's here to stay. And it's just a matter of like what everybody tells you, these economic uh, talk, uh, uh, these speeches that I go to, or these economists up there that, you know, AI, AI. I'm like, all right, well, are we at that tipping point? Because once we start losing jobs, our economy is going to like, what's our economy going to do? We've never had that before. Oh, don't worry about it. Every technology uh, advance has created a new economy. Oh, okay. All right. And so that's like the answer that they give me in public. And then afterwards, come here for a quick, uh, okay, yeah. And in private, they're like, no, we truly don't know what's going to happen because you're right. It's coming to the point where it's, it's going to, that tipping point of what happens with jobs. And they're like, well, we don't truly know what's going to happen, but we just go to past history of like, well, it's worked out in the past. Well, it's, it's uh, interesting that the only person uh, talking about this uh, in, in the current national debate is a um, a candidate who's on the fringe of the Democratic Party. And this is what I was talking about earlier yeah. in the show. It seems like so many of the important issues that people are confronting in this country are only discussed on the fringes yeah. of the Democratic debate. And people who get six minutes or seven minutes of time and, you know, are trying to get their message out. Uh, but uh, I, I, I have to say, I, I've said this already, I appreciate the role Andrew Yang is playing in this race uh, and the issues that he's raising, uh, even with his limited time. So, yeah. All right, Jeff Johnson, all thank right. you very much. Have a great Thanksgiving, you and too, I'll see you next month, all right? Enjoy L.A. I will just, I'll get my shades out. Samina Mustafa on deck. We're going to bring her on when we return. The Ben Jarofsky Show is supported by Northwestern University's part-time master's program in literature and liberal studies. Students learn from dynamic and diverse faculty as they build advanced skills for critical analysis, writing, and research. Evening classes are held on Northwestern's Evanston and Chicago campuses. The spring quarter application deadline is January 15th. Learn more at sps.northwestern.edu slash masters. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. 
arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Did you know that 40% of the people in Illinois opt to be cremated? Well, it's true. And Chicagoland Cremation Options honors their wishes by providing cremation services directly to the general public. Chicagoland Cremation Options provides an affordable, ethical, and easy cremation arrangement, whether in person or online. Save thousands and streamline the process by going directly to Chicagoland Cremation Options. It's a family-owned business operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Here's how you reach them. Chicagoland Cremation Options. Options.com. One more time. Chicago Land Cremation Options.com. Hey, it's football season, which means that the best sports reporters in Chicago want to offer you, yes, you, our listeners, an exclusive deal on unlimited digital access to all of the stories that you love. The Sun Times has always been your go to source for sports, right? Right? Right. And now the Sun Times is a proud partner. Of the Chicago Bears. Ben loves the Bears. What's that noise you make? Ready, said hut, hut. Yeah. Ready, said hut, hut, guys. Don't Wait, miss- what happened 2020? Sorry about that. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. You the one. What do you mean, what happened to it? You're the one who says it. Don't miss a game this season. Get all the big play scores and stories from the Chicago Sun-Times for a limited time only. You can lock in our lowest rate yet. Only $29.99 for a full year of all the news and sports that you need to know. $29.99 for a full year of unlimited access? It's true. And you can't do better than that. Take advantage of this exclusive deal now at suntimes.com forward slash Ben. That's suntimes.com forward slash B-E-N. Ready, set, 2020. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.